The yield curve's inverted. The yield curve's inverted. Fear has hit the news waves about this so-called recession indicator. An indicator that even the news gurus don't even understand. So what is this thing? And should it be something you take note of or run to the hills from? Are you ready? It's the On The Money Podcast with Jerry and Nick Royer. Authors, radio show hosts, TV personalities, retirement wealth coaches. On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer starts right now. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. This is Nick Royer, and I'm joined here by my dad, Jerry Royer. Hey, Nick, how you doing? I'm it's going to be. We're going to talk about this inverted yield curve that's making so much news. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, as soon as this thing happened, uh, Channel 25 NBC uh, they contacted uh, me and they wanted to uh, they wanted to uh, you know some some content. Uh, because they were getting a lot of phone calls about, well, what is this thing, or how does it work, and 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 there's a lot of people who don't know what that is, what this is, or or whatnot. Um, it's almost like you should be concerned. Well, why should I be concerned? Well, I really don't know, and I don't understand what this thing is. So what we're going to really focus on today is what is this inverted yield curve? Why is this something that's a, a concern, or should it be a concern, and, and what should people do about it? But again, this is uh, you know the On the Money of Jerry and Nick Royer podcast. This is podcast number seventy-one. Can you believe that? Uh, time flies. Yeah, it does. So uh, you know everything is going good. We're we're coming right back up. Kids are back in school. Everything is going uh, you know going on, and then all of a sudden this yield curve hits, and um, the the <laughs> lull of the summer. Uh, because, you know, usually June, July, it's kind of a quiet time for the stock market. And most people are on vacation. Everything kind of calms down. And then August hits and, and, and there's been a lot of, um, you know, there's been a lot of volatility in the month of August. But in general, and I've, done, I've looked at the numbers, August is generally a, a volatile month for the markets anyway. Yeah, followed by uh, others would be September, October, November, December, <laughs> January, you know. I mean, yeah. if you listen to the news 24-7, it's, it's going to sound volatile all the time, all the right? Time, it's right. going to sound volatile all the time. So basically, here's what this thing about this inverted yield curve is. The inverted <laughs> yield curve is when short-term treasury rates are higher than long-term treasury rates. So there's an indicator out there that says that if the short-term treasury yield is higher than the long-term yield, that the yield curve is what's considered inverted. So it's kind of like a CD in the bank, right? You'd expect a five-year CD would what? Pay more I, than yeah, a one-year CD, more. Yeah, right? five-year. Right. I, I expect a five-year to pay me but, a, a lot more. But if the one-year pays more than the five-year, then there's hmm, something wrong. Then you got I would an think inverted yield curve. Yeah, you'd have an inverted interest rate at the bank. At, right. at the bank, so that would be a concern. And 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 so it, may, it might not sound like much when you actually put it in those tents in that respect. Oh, that's not that big of a deal. So what if a one-year CD pays more interest than a five-year CD? The reason this is a big deal is it, again that's just an example of the CDs. That's not what's actually happening in the yield curve. The yield curve is saying that the, that the two-year treasury is paying a higher interest rate or is paying a higher yield rather than a 10-year treasury. And so the reason that they're saying that this is a concern is in the past, 
this has really been an indicator uh, of, of what's preceded the last few recessions. Yeah, but it's usually one and a half to two years ahead of the recession. Mm-hmm. So you hear Yeah, so about it's not it. like immediate. Yeah, it's not going to happen on Monday, right? But then you were reading something that said that uh, there was another economist who <clears> was <throat> saying that the yield curve is actually flat, not inverted. Right. He said this is just a lot of talk today, and it's actually just a flat curve. And then Janet Yellen, the former Fed chairman, came out and said, this is probably not anything to worry about. So, you know, there's not all yield curve inversions lead to a recession. It just so happens it's led to the last couple, which is why all the news outlets have latched onto this saying, oh, oh, we have the canary in the gold mine. It must be (laughs) it must mean it's a crash. Uh, but in, in, in reality, not all yield curve inversions lead to a recession. It's, it's an indicator it's given several false signals over the last, uh, you know, over, to, over the years, over decades. It's given some serious, uh, you know, some, some bad signals. Yeah, most of the time when a yield curve has inverted, we've had problems of inflation and the economy is overheated. And that, none of that's working today. I mean, yeah, the yeah. markets or the economy is not overheated right now. Right. Inflation has been stable. And in fact, last month, the, the Federal Reserve reduced short-term interest rates. Uh, and they are expected to reduce interest rates further in the months ahead. Whenever they do this, that action, it, it usually corrects the inversion and it normalizes the yield curve. So these are types of things that you don't want to look at that this yield curve as this, oh, it, it must be grail, like it's 100, 100% accurate. It's not. It just has hit the mark a couple of times. I remember turning on another radio broadcaster's show, and uh, they had something that they talked about. This was going back to 2000, and I want to say this was 2013 or 14, and they had this thing called the Hindenburg Omen. Do you remember this one? <laughs> I remember. And it was, you should sell yeah. out of everything, you should run for the hills, because there's this Hindenburg Omen that, that is predicted market crashes, and it's signaled, and people are going to lose their shirts next week or next month or next year. And again, this is going back six years now, and it never happened. And they, oh, well, hey, you know, it's a, it gave a false alarm. So you got to be wor- worried and concerned about indicators. you got to look at the global picture, not just one thing. If we just looked at the inverted yield curve, we might get concerned. But if you start looking at things like what's the state of the economy? I mean, look at the fact that companies are hiring. They actually have more job offers out there and not enough people to fill positions. Exactly. I mean, just look around at all the trucks that are moving and all the, you know, the growth and all the building and all the construction for an economy that's uh, supposed to be in a world of hurt. It's moving pretty darn good. We just got to pay attention to it. Yeah. I mean, so, so this brings on another question then. So if this does, let's just say this does turn into something more down the road. Now, we're not saying that this isn't this couldn't lead to something. What you should always do is you should always build a plan that can weather any storm because you don't know when those storms are going to happen. Case in point, last week, uh, we, we had a party at the house for my daughter's uh, for seventh birthday. And so while we're cleaning up after the event, my son was in the backyard and it starts to rain. He runs in the house and he says, it's raining. He's like, but I don't know where it's coming from. So I go out with him. I look straight up in the sky, blue skies, completely blue, but it's raining. I, I looked all over. There was not a cloud. It must have been over the house on the other side where I couldn't see it and the wind was blowing it, but there was no wind. And so there's things that happened. I kind of thought that, that thought to myself. I was like, wow, geez, so we have a storm, but there's no, there's no, mm. there's no cloud. 
And so I think that should tell us something. That should right? tell you something. But I mean, you got you got to be ready no matter if you see a cloud or you hear a lightning bolt or whatever. So it brings the the the, the question is then, if this does turn into something else down the road. Are, is there anything that we can do now to prepare? And I think there's a number of things that we can do to prepare, one of which is following the rule of 100. This is a basic rule that just because the market is, is up and has been up, been up doesn't mean that you should evade this rule of 100. Yeah, and that's just basically take your age, subtract it from 100, and that should tell – let's just use an example and say that you're 70 – if you subtract that, that leaves 30, correct? So that means 70% of your right. money should be able to weather good and sour markets because it's protected, you know. Yeah, but principle that, protected, right? Yeah. Not at not at a huge market risk. Right. Yeah. 30% can still be linked to the market, but as we get older, even if it's linked to the market, it should be prudent. It shouldn't be going out and putting 100% of my money in uh, of whatever's whatever. there in Bitcoin, yeah. right? Bitcoin or or, or, or uh, what it was at Uber, and they they just, I mean, they they came out with negative uh, bad earnings report, <laughs> and that, and the market tanked. <clears throat> or look at General Electric, and another one too. I, I just looked the other day. It's under nine dollars a share. I remember $8 when that company was and sixty cents, something I like that. I, I remember when General Electric was up over up over, close to fifty dollars. I mean, we're talking General Electric. There isn't an item in a house that doesn't have, you know. Well, I'm sure there is an item. And in a lot house. of our, but there's a lot of General Electric stuff. Yeah, in our a lot house. of our listeners can remember the old GE theater with Ronald Reagan, and mm-hmm. their their uh, quote was, "Progress is our most important product." Mm. But the stock at fifty bucks <laughs> gone to eight wasn't. Yeah, progress. they're not progressing. The stock, <laughs> everything, we're we're progress yeah. except for our stock price. Yeah. So again, that's one thing. Follow <clears throat> the rule of a hundred. Again, these are things that you should be doing, whether we're in good times or bad times in the market. This should just be a given. Is to allocate your money appropriately. Obviously, if you're forty years old, you're going to have more money that's at risk, less money that's principal protected. Have more time to recoup. And yeah. as you get older, you change that. So just follow that rule of a hundred. And then you, what you should do is you blend your investments between what we call green and red money. Green money is principal protected. Red money is your risk money. And so you just look at this rule of 100 and you say, okay, I'm going to have this much green money, this much red money, and you invest accordingly. Another thing too is you got to have a stress test done on your money. I mean, to, to me, that's another non-negotiable is you need to know how much downside risk you have with where your money's invested if we have a market crash. And very few people know. You well, know, it's new technology. Got, yeah. It's only about the last, what, five years. Since some, when the banks went Yeah, yeah I mean, I guess maybe longer. So now yeah. it goes for going back nine years. But really, yeah. it became mainstream to, to, to Main Street uh, right, around, uh, right around the last five years, five, six years, where people can take their portfolios and find out, uh, and they plug it into a system, and it gets stress tested, and it get, you get to find out what your downside risk is if something happens uh, to your portfolio. If another 08 happens, how much downside risk we're talking about. So you can see those things. Another thing, too, that you should be doing is a financial simulation. You put all your money in this simulation, and it, t- it can tell you what's the probability that your money is going to run out or not. Do you have an 80% chance of success, a 90% chance of success, or a 40% chance of success? You know, whatever it is. And then invest appropriately. You know, you definitely don't want to have a situation where because of where your money's invested, you have a 10% chance of success. Make a change now and get that percentage up. You don't want to just 
know it and not do anything and then run right into a wall. And that happens. I mean, it's just like, just think about it, that it'd be like going out to the airplane or out to the airport and you're going to fly from point A to point B and the pilot comes on and says, hey, weather's great and we got an 80% chance of uh, making it. You know, you've got to have a Please drag me off that airplane, please. And it's not that hard these days. Can you remember probably before nobody would ever drag you off an airplane? It's easy to get yourself dragged off an airplane. You know, I was flying back from uh, <laughs> I was flying back from the yeah. Midwest, and um, my seat I, I had a one of the seats had gum in it, and so as soon as I get in, there's gum all over this one seat, and I kind of hit the button, and nobody came up, and I I kind of said, well, can you can you get the seat clean because of the gum and, and whatever? So as soon as that seat got cleaned and the gum was off, and I was traveling with with my wife Kim, she talked me into sitting in the middle seat. It was a three and three. So she got the window. I got the middle seat. I'm sitting in this middle seat. After we waited, they had to bring a cleaning crew on to clean the gum off. Okay? So I'm, I, I, I then the plane, the doors are shut. They finally finish cleaning the seat, and I sit in the middle seat. The middle seat was broke. So the seat cushion, the butt seat cushion was down. So when I sat, it felt like I was sitting in a bucket. Okay? So I'm looking, and my wife is short to begin with. I'm looking over, and she's above me. That's how bad the seat was. So the thought occurred to me, okay, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to complain about this seat, right? And then I'm, the, the, just a fleeting thought just said, well, I better not complain too hard because they might kick me off the plane and mm. I want to get home. Now, who would have ever thought we'd have those thoughts years and years ago? We didn't. Right? <laughs> but yeah. the times have changed. But if they told you, if they, if they told me I had an 80% chance of success of landing, I'd probably find a way to get kicked off that airplane. So anyway, here's a pro tip. Markets never go up in a straight line. Just like the value of your house, that doesn't go up in a straight line either. I think we all know that. Yeah. And in retirement, make sure your income is not tied to the stock market. That can go up and go down. Especially with income that you need. Yeah. Make sure that checks comes in no matter what happens. You'd hate to think that it was all linked to the market and another 2008 raised its ugly head and went down 45 50%. Now all of a sudden the $4,000 that you thought you were going to need that month is now 2000. Yeah, exactly. You know? So you need to have uh, if you know you need a certain budget, I always like to have that income come in from a dependable source. Dependable, reliable, consistent income. That's what I think helps people in retirement. And we've put together uh, our five-step worry-free retirement toolkit just for things like this, just to help educate people on on how to get to and through retirement, how to create income that's dependable, reliable, consistent, how to get through things like and not have to be uh, so concerned about things like this inverted yield curve. Uh, really, you should build a plan that can weather any storm. Uh, or you, some people, they call it an all-seasons portfolio. It works in all seasons, kind of like those all-season radial tires, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the thing is we put together this free five-step worry-free retirement toolkit. We can ship that out to you directly to you, uh, ship to your door free of charge. doesn't cost you anything. It includes a copy of our new book, Diffuse, the seven steps to saving your 401K from the IRS. It also has copies of uh, guidelines, checklists, uh, you know, uh, white papers that we've put together to help get your retirement on track. And it's literally a heavy box of retirement tools. And, and the only thing that you have to do, uh, to do to get that is just text the word retire, R-E-T-I-R-E, to 31996. 
and we'll, sh uh, we'll ship that five-step worry-free retirement toolkit directly to your door. Again, you just have to text the word retire to 31996, 31996. And of course, we're always here to answer any, any questions on these types of things. The number here directly is 800-245-0546. And, uh, and we're always here to answer any questions and to go over those things with you. And again, we want all our listeners to tune in next week for podcast number 72. I wonder how high we can actually go. I should do a research study <laughs> and see how many, what, what is what is the longest going podcast in existence and how many shows they have. Hey, we're going to be getting up there, I'll tell you. But next week, 72, you know. Then we'll be back. So yes. we, and we've, I've already got topics for the next five. So, uh, you know, this one, but we, this one was important. Because of all the noise out there about that inverted yield curve and everything, and certain gurus that profit by by really making this out to be bigger than it is, or maybe not making it bigger than it is, people profit both ways. We wanted to, everybody to get really the, the the lowdown on what's going on with this and understand what it is, so that you can make an educated decision on how to move forward yourself. And until then, as always, I want to thank you for your time this time. Until next time, so long, everyone. You've been listening to the On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer podcast. Catch new episodes every week to discover the latest retirement strategies and tips for retiring well from Jerry and Nick. To subscribe to the podcast, head to onthemoneyshow.com. That's onthemoneyshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Group 10 Financial and Brookstone Capital Management are independent of each other.